Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center, which means we're fixing cars for the next hour. It's that simple. It's nearly the Italian food show. <laughs> so the, the back story is Glenn and I were just having a chat about this, that, and the other thing, and we're listening in the background to everything that's going on. And then I, I, I really thought it was still the news. <laughs> and I hear the theme to the show. <laughs> we're on. Yeah, so we're here. And, you know, we've rolled up the garage. And if, if there's something going on with your vehicle, by the way, Ramadan Kareem to all of our uh, our, our good friends. who Ramadan are Ramadan Kareem. Uh, you know, this is this is one of those times you're you're just hanging out with friends and you're, you're hanging out with family and maybe you're just going for a little ride and you hear something with your car or you you know doing that commute in and out in the morning you're starting to notice things you got a question fire it through to us because we'd love to to feel that question for you and and have a conversation and I gotta say you know plan accordingly folks make sure you've got some extra liquid in your vehicle, you know, some coolant stuff. I'm not talking for you. I know so many of you are fasting, but some, some coolant, whatever kind of coolant yep. you're using in your motor, in your engine, whether that's water or what, Prestone or whatever it is, antifreeze, make sure you have extra because I've just seen so many cars pulled over and it's, it's hot sun and they're standing there and they're on the phone and they're in traffic. No one's getting there anytime soon. So just go prepared these days. Definitely. Rubber gloves, those kind of things. I've seen a lot of people changing flat tires as well. And, you know, I feel for everyone who's doing that. And I haven't had to stop and help anyone because I've already got people stopped. So that's, that's, a, that's um, it's, it's one of those things that's really nice about the Emirates. There is a, a lot of folks who really do care and, and are going to reach out and help you. Yeah, the drive I'm doing at the minute as well is um, there's a lot of people at the side of the road, tires blown out or, yeah, typically bonnet open, a lot of steam. Yeah. And, uh don't often see people with the can of water or anything else. It doesn't look like they've got anything for the car, so yeah. definitely keeping things in the back. Bare essentials. Yeah, you just especially if you're going to be doing any driving out Hadaway or you know you're going to be yep. somewhere in between service centers. You don't want to be that person. So yeah, we get some good deals on the hotels out there right now in the summer. Yeah. So everyone's going to be driving out there and. Uh, it's a long way, and it's a long way for the recovery truck to come and find you. Yeah, there we go. I mean, but for me, standard equipment is I keep a pair of rubber gloves, yep. I keep a liter of oil, and I keep a couple of liters of water, or in my case, I, I keep antifreeze in the back. Yep. And I've got it, and it's there, and hopefully I don't need to use it, but I like to think that if my car overheats, let it cool down, you know, top it up, and then maybe I can limp to a, a service center or something to, to get a lift. Yep. So 100%. That's, that's a plan accordingly. And it's it's also the time of year to make sure, check your batteries. I mean, I've had that a couple of weeks ago, but check yep. your batteries. Time to get in for that service and, and get them looking at things. I know it's difficult, but do it. One thing to mention on the keeping water in the car. So uh, we had a, a car in with over, overheating, basically. And uh, it was just a matter of it was just getting hot just slightly above the normal and the ac wouldn't work so checking it out and the radiator was blocked and there was a weird oh. kind of substance in the expansion tank wasn't oil wasn't emulsified oil didn't know what it was and 
the coolant light had come on apparently and the customer had stopped the car quite rightly let it cool down when they came out of the office top the coolant up they'd filled a can with water thinking they were doing the right thing and they were but what they hadn't done is rinsed out what oh, was in the can and the no. can was shampoo for washing the car so obviously they just filled it up, put it yeah. in the car, and then when he came and topped up the uh, water, he didn't notice any suds in it because it had obviously settled down, yeah. and yeah, blocked the radiator. So always, if you're going to use a, if you're going to use something to store the water, in, make sure it's clean because uh, they are quite sensitive. You'd be very careful. We've talked about not putting the wrong coolant additive in, let alone car washing yeah. shampoo and things like that so yeah. definitely be careful of what what's in that can and make sure you don't get the oil and the water can mixed up and so easy to do this especially though. when you're hot side of the road trying to do it quickly you're worried yeah. about the trucks going by at 100 yeah. kilometers an hour i understand so yeah. definitely so uh, easy to do yep so yeah excellent advice absolutely excellent advice if you've got any questions by the way we'd love to hear from you uh, fire them through we'll give the contact numbers uh, as we go into our break in a few moments uh Got a question yesterday on the call-in show for Car Talk hmm. that was again asking about the fabric, and I, I, only since we started doing this show have I heard so many people who have issues with this fabric coming down. And I thought, well, how come I don't have this issue? Well, I, I drive a vehicle that doesn't have any fabric, <laughs> so it's not an issue. But I I always figured that that fabric was last forever. And it's affixed in a way that will never deteriorate. Mm. Clearly, I'm wrong. Yes. Yep. Doesn't happen often, James, but on this one, yeah, it's, you are wrong. It's it's not anything other than sticky-backed. So there's an adhesive on the back of the material. The fabric has a, a sticky back, and it is glued, in effect, to the frame, which is then screwed sometimes or normally held in with clips to the actual steel frame of the car. Yeah. So... The heat, it's constantly in the heat here, will just make the adhesive slowly over time shrink and then it loses its adhesion, uh, adhesive qualities and then it sags. And there's no way of getting it to restick because if you put so anything there's, there's on there, absolutely no way. it's going to dye the, uh, potentially bleach or dye the fabric on the roof and you're also going to see where the glue is because you're going to use a liquid glue. Yeah. It isn't going to work. and. Things like drawing pins and staples, they can help around there just sometimes, but I wouldn't advise anyone doing it because there's wiring up there. You're always going to notice those pins are sticking out as and well. And then you're always going to see that every yeah. time you're looking. And you're it's going to make you angry. It. You yeah. get into your car. You yeah. love. We, it's, it's amazing. We spend so much time in our automobiles yep. that you better love what you're driving because otherwise it makes you miserable. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what what's what's the advice? Where do we go to do this? Standard garages, fix this stuff, workshops, or this is a specialty job? It's so common that there are a lot of people that do it. Oh, okay. um, we I would imagine there are a lot of people who do it. There are people who do a great job, and there are people who do a job yes. or job. So we don't have an upholsterer in our workshop, so we will take it on the customer's behalf, or we'll recommend where to take it. Um, normally customers will ask us to take it on their behalf because we get a trade rate so we can yeah. give a good price but we will only go to to there's a third place we use but we make it quite clear that this place has been chosen on cost and we can't always guarantee quality yeah. but there are a couple of places that we have 
almost a hundred percent score rate with them. Wow, they're always great. great. Um, we're not ones for you know we don't really plug people on here, but there's a few famous places in Alcos that that do it. One certainly that most people would know, and anyone that's been here any amount of time that hasn't just owned Wranglers would yeah. definitely have had this. Certainly on a European vehicle for sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that when we talk about getting GCC spec and and warm weather spec. I wonder if this is one of the things they're thinking about because they think about so many of the mechanical parts, but thinking about, okay, what kind of adhesives are we using on our, our liners? Yep. Our, our, clearly, this is something that maybe they need to have a, a little bit more of a re-examination of. I'd be interested to see uh, if that hasn't already been done. I, I thought yeah. it probably would have because it's, I say, I've been here six years now and... I can't think of a day going by where there isn't a car in the workshop that's got this issue yeah. in some degree of severity. So clearly, it's not being done. This is yeah, someone's not actioning it, any yeah. plans on it. But um, it, it's it's more the fact that it's a, it's a couple of thousand dirhams to get it rectified well, yeah. Yeah. and which is not a lot of money, but it is a lot of money. A, and like, it, but it's two or three days, you know. So it's, it's two or three days, yeah. which means you're you've got a rental probably in there, so you're looking at at least a hundred dirhams a day. Yeah. And you got another couple of thousand dirhams that you're going to be forking out for this fine job. It starts to add up. And the inconvenience factor. Yeah. And wow, man, at that point you're going, I had plans. I wanted to buy a new pair of shoes and a shirt. And I wanted to buy the wife some a nice some nice stuff. And now that I'm going, that, that extra little money that we had is gone for something that is just look. And if it doesn't look good, it's going to make you miserable. Well, that's right. And there's not many people apart from on payday that have 2,000 dirhams in their pocket yeah. to spend on a bit of material. And look, I've I've seen people pull it off themselves and just leave it bare on the top. And, you know, if that's fine. You know, they, they've done that. But it isn't a great situation. And the adhesive, as it shrinks, goes like a powder, mm. typically an orangey-coloured, sort of rusty-coloured powder. And it, it just gets everywhere. Mm. And... Yeah. yeah. How long? How long does it last that you can drive your car looking up at that all the time? Yeah, and it. the thing is, there's a real safety issue with it. And I think, if I'm not wrong, the RTA will fail the inspection if it's sagging down because, and sufficiently enough to cover the view from the rearview mirror. If they'll fail the inspection because a little bit of clear coat's chipping off on yeah, the yeah. bonnet, they're gonna fail well, it because this, of that. And that's a genuine <laughs> safety thing because you can't see out of the mirror. Yeah. You know, and and then you know this is when the situations arise where people come out with the drawing pins and thumbtacks yeah. and. Yeah staples and then they come in with the airbag light on because they've gone through the wiring or the, <laughs> yeah. the radio was not working because they've gone through the antenna wire or something yeah. like that so yeah it's definitely something to think about mm. there we go there are there are places to go if you if you've got this issue it's affecting you and you want to uh, get a, a couple of names by all means sms through and we'll uh, talk to yeah. you offline and give you a couple of uh, places you can go check out if you're wondering what you've tuned into by the way this is the car clinic i think we are the only show in the middle east that talks about car repair at night on the radio and has, has someone in who can, can walk you through what some of the issues are and how you can actually fix it. We have a licensed mechanic in the house. I think we are the only program in the Middle East that does this. De facto, then we are the champions. We are the champions. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we want to hear from you. If you want to get involved, it's really easy. This is how you're listening to The Car Clinic. 
that. Kumar is who got in touch with us yesterday with talking about the Panamera, and he he, we, he was talking about the sagging ceiling upholstery. So we, we do have a solution. I'll send you a couple of uh, places you can go and check out. It's not going to be cheap. But no. you will well, relatively. It's well, Panamera. Yeah, you, but you'll be you'll be smiling after. I oh, mean, yeah. and that's the thing. And and I'm I'm all about. It, and that's why I drive the vehicles I drive, because I get into those vehicles and I smile every time. Yep. And that's what it's all about. You're not happy with your vehicle, get another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, so Kumar's come back. He says there's a few issues. Horn's not working. Uh, there's door joints. So I guess the doors are not working properly. Mm. Tire sensors aren't working. Ceiling upholstery is sagging. And any rec- recommendations where I can get it repaired besides the dealer? That was what he came in with yesterday. Mm. Uh, my my first thought is, you know, and again, we don't push places. In your own workshop, you guys work on vehicles like these. Yeah, get a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I know we're not, and I'm, and we're not pushing GT Auto Center, but there, you might want to look around and, and have a conversation with other people who are in your vehicles but again Glenn does do this kind of stuff yeah we, we get them a lot and look it's a it's a great car Panamera and you know these kind of issues aren't just because it's a Panamera you'll get them on anything like horn not working door joints I'm assuming you mean like the hinges or something yeah, they're, 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 they're creaking or uh, that's tire sensors aren't working. Yeah, what, tire what, what again, year, Kumar, what year is this Panamera? Yeah, that's I would it. say if it's anything over six or seven years old, it's pretty standard. Yeah. Even over five years old, four or five years old, cause they're, they're battery-powered sensors, and they, yeah. they'll tell you six or seven years, but in the heat, just like with the car battery, yeah. the engine battery, you know, it, it, it's just they're going to fail, and they have to be yeah. replaced. That's all it is. It's, it's just one of those things, but they do happen. I'm looking at this Porsche Panamera. When we start talking about working on things like the horn, sorting that out, when we start looking at door hinges, when we start looking at tire sensors, Porsche, Panamera, are we talking, we're going to drop some coin? Porsche prices. Okay. Quality product, you pay quality prices, yeah. you pay for quality, don't yeah. you? I mean, look, now that's so not to say not, that these aren't... We're not aren't down at Satwa then in the parking lot with the guys coming out with the toolkit. Probably not the best idea. <laughs> okay. Probably not the best idea for any car. <laughs> But uh, d- definitely work at a place that's legally allowed to work on the vehicle. They'll even work on transmissions, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> oh, Not that I've ever had that done. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but I've seen them doing it. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. But no, I, from experience, there's a few things that we could say on the horn. Um, most likely is that you've either got a failed horn, and that's simple repair, easy part, easy labor, or you could have an issue anywhere back from the switch mm. which is on the on the st- on the steering wheel all the way to the horn itself could be a simple broken wire there's more than one anything. horn though on the panamera it's not It'll just a dual tone okay. yeah so that, that you could just have an issue there you could have a fuse blown it could be anything okay. and uh it really just does need to be diagnosed methodically yeah. that's all and when when it comes to the door joints now that if it is a creaking noise on the hinge that's that, that really annoys me because that yeah. means that somebody somewhere that you've trusted to do the maintenance hasn't maintained it properly mm. because you should be cleaning and lubricating the door hinges yeah. on a service because mm. especially here yeah. it's so dusty so hot so humid that it's they wear out and they get squeaky so easily so someone should be just even if it's just a bit of you know penetrating spray wd-40 or, or anything like that maintenance kind of spray just to get them clean and, and lubricated till the next service that's all it needs so that could be something that that might fix that's relatively simple uh, and tire sensors 
yeah not much you can do they're not going to be changing the battery in them they're going to be replacing the sensor so mm. matter of changing the one or ones that aren't working and resetting the system and away you go yeah okay so i uh, i think you've got two ports of call here one ask around kumar if you've got some friends who are, are yeah. driving you know porsches and and or some you know sporty kind of cars and see where where do people like going my second part to that suggestion is even when people suggest somewhere to me, I like to go and have a chat. I like to go check it out. Oh yeah, because I, I don't want to be burned. And you know, I, I've I, I've I've gone to several garages in my life here, and I've I've I'm on I think my fourth at this <laughs> point. I'm still there, yeah. so I'm happy with that. Yeah. But, you know, I want to make sure, A, that, that they've got the love for the vehicle that I do, and, and B, that I can trust them. That's the word we always go back to, isn't yeah. it? Every week, trust. You go there, like you say, James, that's quite right. It's good advice. Go in, visit them, have a chat. See what they're working on. Yeah, see what they've got in the shop, see how clean and tidy it is, how they're doing for staff, do their staff look like they're working with well-cared-for tools, do they look like yeah. they're, you know doing the job calmly does it you know is there someone in the corner shouting and is there someone you yeah. know just taking yeah. a, a view basically and then yeah if you can have a chat with someone and ask them a few questions if you get the answers you not necessarily want but the answers you can understand that's the important yeah. thing and then if you think that you can trust them and build a relationship give them something simple to do ask them to look at the door hinges yeah. for you or ask them to look at the the tire sensors or you know yeah. wherever you've been taking the car to previously because you must have been doing something somewhere get a quote from two the both both of the places see if they match in terms of work required and price and then yeah. if you trust one more than the other go with those guys there we go it's that easy well we'll send you uh well i'll get back in touch with you about a couple places you can talk mm. to about the uh the upholstery and uh and more yeah. thank, kumar thank you very much for getting involved and kumar did that by the messenger app see smart man go smart ahead. man uh adnan's come through and says hey guys quick question can you mix water and coolant if water is already in there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'll just dilute it. Yeah, without getting too sort of it's not potentially. Gonna, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, without getting too crazy and going all coolant, you've got no issue really with mixing water with coolant. You're supposed yeah. to normally mix yeah. it anyway. You, know, you typically buy it concentrated. On, you can buy it pre-mixed, well, which I, is I, fine. I, brought, I get pre-mixed. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, if you're buying it, it's, let's say you drive a Ford and you're buying Ford coolant, you'll buy it from the agency it will be concentrated and, and typically any branded from the manufacturer coolant is a concentrated yeah. um, additive that you then mix with water um, but there's, there's definitely no issue and i always say to anybody if, unless you have the coolant in the car that you had filled in the car the last time it was filled always always add water yeah. if your coolant level is low but always add water when i get my vehicle serviced i always get uh, a four liter jug yep. of additional coolant because yeah. I want I want to have the same stuff and and someone said to me well you don't need coolant and I said actually you're <laughs> never going to get a car from the manufacturer that that has only water in no, that rad they right. always have coolant and it works both ways it doesn't freeze and it also doesn't heat up yep. to that that maximum level as That's quickly it. as water does yeah so like say with water thermally it's much better than coolant anything that man can make really it's better at cooling down anything that's economical to use yeah. in an engine water is the best but it will corrode the internal engine parts yeah. it will corrode things like the radiator the metal pipes and the cooling system that, that the water flows through and it it has the boiling point yeah. 
that the pressurized system helps to raise, but the additive in the coolant helps even more. Yeah, so. um, and then you think about the conditioning just to rubber seals and things like that with the coolant additive. So it's very important to use. Yeah, I'm, I'm very keen on but that. But so. in an emergency situation, you're much better to put water in rather than putting coolant additive in that you're not sure about. Always so. put water in in that case. So, But also remember, if your vehicle is overheating, do not open no, up. No, no. Do not open up no, no. the radiator cap. And I know someone's going right. to get out. You're always got you know the, the two guys who know everything and do. <laughs> Do not let them open that. Let it. It'll. It. It's. It, it's just like using a, a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know. You turn off the heat. Give it five minutes, seven minutes. The pressure lowers. The thing is, while it's pressurized, it might be 105 degrees. The water won't boil because the pressure yeah. raises the boiling point. But as soon as you release the pressure, because the pressure in there is like people look at the cap and they think, well, you know, the pressure cap says. 104 like 1.4 yeah. bar so that's not that much you know there's there's more air and more <laughs> pressure in my tires i'm not scared of my tires so that's fine and you're quite right but as soon as you open the cap and release the pressure the water instantly goes above its boiling point yep. and boils and when it boils the pressure goes from 1.4 bar to 14 bar and that is scary because that will shoot off the cap will hit the bonnet the water's going to travel all the way up your arm and you're yeah. going to be in a... And I've seen it. You know, I, yeah. Luckily, never had it happen to me, but it's happened to people I've worked with. And mm. it's not its not one of those sort of worst-case scenarios that we're famous for. It's, that actually happens all the time. Yeah. So, so always, always be careful of that. Uh, got a, we got a whole question that comes in. It's coming about headlamps, uh, lights on a car. And it says, my, the garage wants to replace both headlamps. It's costly. Is there a good reason to change uh, one that is burned out and also the other one that isn't burnt out? The, the reason I would think would be purely the fact that perhaps they're faded. Mm. And if you put one new one on, they won't be uni, uniform. Yeah. Sorry, And you may then have an issue with the RTA. Okay. That may be the first thing. Now, if it's a case of that, it I, might I be worth... A, I got a reason. It might be worth polishing it. Yeah. It could be that you can't get the same brand. It, it could be a, a whole bunch of reasons, to be yeah. honest, why they want to do both. If I got one fails, the other might. That's that's exactly the reason. I had a I, I had a brake light failed. We fixed it. The other one, it's, you know, a month later, the other one's gone. It's yeah. Like, so, I, yeah, I, if I, I'm going... Should have just changed them yeah. both. If we're talking just, yeah, definitely. If we're talking just bulbs, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If it's just bulbs, then I, I, it's just bulbs. I would just change them both together. Yeah. Or if you're not going to just say, look, I'll buy another one off you. Yeah. And and maybe you know keep it the in the back. Difference ready. in color. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, especially with the uh, high intensity discharge, like the um, xenon lights. Yeah. Because you might have, uh, you know, we had the guys from Osram in here before. Yes. So you might have an Osram in on one side, and you might have a Philips in on the yeah. other side, and they'll maybe have a different shade yep for sure they will so uh but the problem is with those bulbs they're quite expensive so changing yeah. two of those well and i i suspect that's part of the issue is the yeah. person saying like it's going to cost me a few hundred derms for another yeah. another bulb i don't want to spend a few hundred extra derms it's normally the color it's normally that yeah yeah and uh, you know like i say if one of your headlamps goes get them both done because the other one's going to go yeah i mean that's sure. as simple as that and if and you're, it, you'll just be going back to the workshop to get another going one. back soon. Yeah. And and you know, if with my my Wranglers, and I I don't know what it's like in a lot of other vehicles, but I know with mine, you got to take off the whole front grill to get anything done with yep, those lamps. That's right. And last time I had that done, I I watched the guy do it, and I went, I have yep. no idea how you every, how do you remember to do this? Every other job in a Wrangler is pretty <laughs> straightforward. Yeah. The headlight bulbs. It's it's a whole man. front grill. <laughs> There's like six bolts and yeah. clips, and yeah. I took one look at this guy doing it and went, how's he going to remember where all this yeah. stuff goes? Yeah. I I to, there's yeah. always a risk of that plastic breaking as well. That's my fear. Yeah. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is the Car Clinic. You're wondering what you've tuned into. My name is James Pikeway. Glenn is joining us from GT Auto Center. You got questions? We got a uh, we got a Wrangler question coming up next. You got a question? This is how you can get it through to us. The program you're listening to is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. Taking your questions on car maintenance, car repair, and we're just having a chat. If you want to get involved, by all means, you know how to do it. Here's one that's come through from Ahmed, and he says, uh, Hello, whining sound when accelerating. Sound was not there when the vehicle was new. I've got a 3.6 liter Pentastar on a Jeep Wrangler. PS, had cams and rockers replaced, uh, resolving a ticking noise. Yeah. Oh man! The uh, classic on that engine, unfortunately. Whining sound when accelerating. Okay, well, it, look, we 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 have to think about what can cause that kind of high pitched noise, and and basically anything that's rotating on the engine uh, can can cause that noise. So that then means we're talking about the drive belt, which then puts you into a situation where if there's a bearing on a pulley or a even a belt that's getting loose because it's slightly stretched over the time from being new to now you have a situation which is that you may end up losing drive to the water pump you may end Mm -hmm. up losing drive to the power steering to the alternator and that puts you in a broken down at the side of the road situation scratching your head so definitely get it checked as soon as possible and you know get get your service manager into the wrangler with you show them the noise yeah for sure let them hear it and yeah. say okay this is it you know I've, I've had i mean not not that i've had that but i've had noises in my vehicle i've had the service manager come out for a ride and he's going yeah it's just you're you're driving an old car son yeah. <laughs> like, okay yeah so no no worry about this he goes it's an old car sound <laughs> you're, you're good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old and beaten car he said uh yeah, your car's fine. Yeah, getting into it after the uh, expedition must have uh, been a bit of a change. Yeah, so, yeah um, it was a big change. Yeah, <laughs> no, noticing all the noises again. Yeah, and, and Noticing the suspension, yeah. or, or maybe lack of. Yeah. yeah, that's more like it. Yeah. No, but I, you own the car and you say this noise wasn't there when yeah. you... So So I, my, my other question would be, when did this whining sound start to happen? Yeah. Have you noticed over time or did it just arrive like yesterday yeah I, I i would definitely say that without seeing the car which we always say we we, we can we yeah. have to be very careful but anything whining on the engine a high pitch kind of noise always makes me think immediately drive belt there are a few exceptions on a few engines not that i can think of any from the top of my head from the 3.6 but you don't want to be at the side of the road with the drive belt snapped i, I would just get it in and get it checked and if it's happening all the time you can show them and uh, I, I, for me, at any time of year, it's a safety issue. But at this time of year, you get even less time for reacting to an overheating situation, yeah. or you know, and even less time to be safely stood at the side of the road. Could could it just be fan belt or something like that? It could be a dry belt, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, again, if or, it's or the you know something with the air conditioning or or water pump, maybe. That's it. Anything on that system that's yeah. driven by the belt. Okay. It, and if it's just the belt, great. That's you know, it's yeah. as cheap as it gets to repair. But definitely check it because the worst case scenario isn't worth thinking about, really. Now, I I wonder when he had the cams and the rockers replaced. If something that got put on and you know there there's a lot of parts have to come off, which That's means right. and every time you take parts off, there's always the possibility that it jars it. It you know, the the part doesn't have as much uh, yeah. the longevity that you would hope. That's right. I mean, you talk about 
that kind of job you know you, you you've been been having basically quite a lot of heavy work done to that and if they've removed the drive belt what you tend to do is move the tensioner to its uh, minimum point of travel so that's somewhere it's never been yeah. and the springs that are in there sometimes can get strained from that and then perhaps it doesn't come out and tighten the belt properly and that's what's causing the noise as the belt slips because it's not tight enough um, anything that was taken off could have perhaps been put back yeah. even the drive belt the drive belts on cars people forget if they've been rotating in a certain way should always be put back on the same way uh-huh. because they'll start to wear and if you put them on the other way they can slip or make a noise like this it could be that if it's happened since that repair it could be something simple yeah. like that flip the belt over problem solved but it's not something you want to be doing at home so yeah. definitely get it checked and uh, like you said James uh, the best thing to do is show the people that you're yeah. going to have to check it show them what you're talking about let us know how you make out with that after mm. that. and I'm wondering just out of curiosity when you had the cams and the rockers replaced did you uh, did you put back on the original uh, cover or did you put on like you know, one of these you know, beautiful stainless steel things or <laughs> chromed chromed I yeah. would, I, I've always Penta got star logo on yeah. the top wouldn't that be cool mm. yeah I'm wondering I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking not because that's an expensive repair <laughs> I know but yeah. it would look really cool <laughs> it would look cool yeah just driving around with a bonnet off yeah yeah I'm thinking he didn't do that <laughs> just a question just you know just a, just wondering yeah. <laughs> what happens here it's the other side of the the radio yeah, okay. Uh, another question that's come through. The transmission on my car seems to be electronic and lags going from park to drive. Is this a sign of something looming? Depends what kind of transmission it is. So if we're talking if we're talking about one more modern sort of especially the type that we see now with the dual clutch, mm. then that is an issue. The, the, there should be almost zero noticeable difference from you selecting the gear and it moving. Um that being said, on the older transmissions, yes, there will be some kind of delay almost because the it's less controlled electronically. It's more of a hydraulic system, and and it's it's more uh, of a it's either in gear or not. Whereas in the newer ones, it can be it's it's almost engaged, and the clutches are backed off to the point where you can sit with your foot on the brake and the gearbox isn't actually under any load whereas on the old one if you sit with the foot on the brake and drive the gearbox is constantly trying to move the car mm. so if there's a if there's a lag on a on a more modern one then it depends how you're experiencing it if you're putting your foot down and then nothing's happening and then all of a sudden it's going then yes you've got a problem i i had uh i was in some ramadan friendship traffic yesterday mm. and i say that because you know everyone was caught in the same traffic and we were all just you know Saying hello to everyone, <laughs> as I typically do. And the, the person beside me was constantly putting their vehicle into park. Yes. And every time they pulled it out of park, all I heard was this click. Like yeah. a, it, it, and I just kept thinking, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Now, this is something that I've dealt with many mechanics, and there's a difference of opinion in it. On the older type transmissions... Are we talking like, uh, how old is older type? So we're talking anything that's like not... <laughs> Let, let's try and make it easy. Let's say anything sort of pre-2005. Okay. So, you know, yeah. that that kind of 10 to 15 years and, and, and older. So the ones that, like, the the more more recent dual-clutch ones, you can leave them in gear because they'll disengage. They're, they're mm. intelligent, they are completely computer-controlled, and That's they know... not my car. You're not talking my car. Not on your car, <laughs> So the school of thought on your kind of car, and I was avoiding saying it, but you brought it up, so we'll use it. Um, the school of thought on your car for me is 
moving it out of parking into drive or into reverse and then constantly back in and out every time for me thinking of the theory of how gearbox works and seeing kind of repairs we do on it it's not great okay so you shouldn't be putting it into park at the lights there. going in and out of park f- for the internal wear and tear on the gearbox isn't great but safety and it's in the highway code in the uk you're supposed to stop at a junction or anything with the vehicle in a neutral or a parked position so because the last thing you want to do is get cramping your leg while you've got the foot on the brake and the car shoots forward because you left it in drive or something else happens where you've got to jump out of the car and you forget to take the car out of drive so there is a safety aspect to taking it out of gear while you're sat in traffic but for me how the how the gearboxes work and how they wear internally putting it in and out constantly isn't great it does start to wear things out and especially in the traffic we're in here yeah. it's getting a lot of wear so i would personally say for the gearbox point of view leave it in gear but from a safety point of view you're much better okay. off putting it in parts so what do you think was going on with this person's gearbox because they're they were like it was a loud click i mean i I, I, okay, they're, they're Did you see the car sort of shaking as it was doing it, or was no, it? I didn't really notice that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if, it could just be that the the linkage is wearing out, so it's not quite moving the lever properly. It's still catching somewhere and then forcing it out of the park position. It could be that the parking pole inside the gearbox is wearing, and that's the noise of that disengaging. It could be that there's a problem inside the gearbox, and as it uptakes a gear again, that's where the sound comes because there's play, and that's the most likely one for me so if you're getting a noise as you take up drive then yeah you've probably got wear inside the transmission all right and so they've probably caused it by going in and out of park all the time i think i think i was looking at a i want to say a corolla and not a new one mm. sort of the the gardener corollas you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah so yeah there we go um, hmm, okay, well, we'll continue that conversation. That's probably got about 800,000 kilometers on it, <laughs> on its original oil in the gearbox, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. You just change the oil, it'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. Just, <laughs> there we go, it's that simple. Uh, we got a whole bunch more to talk about if you want to get in touch with us, and I'm just looking at all these SMSs that have just <laughs> dropped in. Uh, we'll get to those in just a second when we come back. Uh, but hey, here's how you can get more questions to us right now here on The Car Clinic with Glenn. A really quick one, Ian, the Skoda guys come through and he's asked, Glenn, uh, can GT do uh, a certain type of repair? And the question was yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, get in touch with Glenn and, and actually he uh, has a history working with VW products. So you guys might have a great conversation. Yep. Uh, here's another one. Uh, uh, I drive a Golf GTI 2015. Oh, that's a nice vehicle. Black? Blue? I, I, I'm still, by the way, update, I'm, I'm getting a little bit closer to getting my RTA color change card yes. with Grasshopper, Grasshopper on the wind, windscreen green. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a lot closer. I, I, I know the a guy. The card's going to be massive. It's going yeah. <laughs> to be like your passport. <laughs> yeah, I'm working it. Uh, anyway, back to this question from uh, Gibran. And it says, I drive a Golf GTI 2015. A friend suggested to get the air filter upgraded to a metallic one because it extracts more power from the engine. Is it a good idea? Well, I assume you're talking about getting a metal sort of panel filter one or a cone filter. I don't recommend using them without understanding how they work and there's other things you need to do. They will give you potentially more power because they'll allow more air. If you get more air to get through them, you get more oxygen in the engine, you can have more fuel, you can have more power that way. But 
these engines are controlled by a computer which will let them work up to a maximum rating and they have an, uh, a sensor there that will measure the amount of air going in and that is all going to be controlled anyway so the, the engine will run itself up to the optimum regardless of the filter you have in it it will help potentially a little bit but it's not perfect and then you have to think about these filters need more maintenance than just a normal paper filter yeah. you can throw a paper filter away blow it out one service throw it away the next or just keep blowing it out but, well <laughs> Till it falls apart in your hand. Yeah. Not not speaking yeah. from experience yeah. here. Yeah. Just just anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only it wasn't the case. But the the those kind of filters need cleaning properly. Then they need to dry, and then they need correct oil on them, and then you put them back. So if you can only clean the filter, you're talking a couple of hours work. Really? And then the car's off the road just for the sake of an air filler. And the, the, the benefits... Are you going to get any benefit from it? They're not going to be huge. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see one on a dyno, but I, I think you'd struggle to get two or three horsepower. It's not worth it. And unless you're doing a full intake upgrade and an exhaust upgrade and maybe even something with the mapping of the control unit, which on a car of that age I don't recommend because the factory will still be doing upgraded software patches for the control of the engine. So definitely don't do that yet but I, I don't think it's worth it. Okay, there we go. So stick with what you got. You'll be happy. Yeah, that's a great car. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm smiling just thinking about this person's car that yeah. they're smiling every time they get into. That's it. That's that's my test. Do I smile when I get into that car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So <laughs> Manir has come through and says, hey, thanks for this platform. Manir, our pleasure. That's why we do it. Yep. Uh, so Manir has asked before, and I don't remember if it was on this particular show or if it was on the car talk show one talks about cars the other one talks uh, in this case about maintenance he's got mm. he does come back with a maintenance question but he he he'd called in about a, a vw tour tuareg for 60,000 durhams which uh, we had said was a good reliable car but his dad prefers the, the mercedes and for that range they can only go for an old ml350 2010 2012 year model or the old S-Class 2009 or so. So, and I'm looking at both of those years and going, taking a deep breath. Uh, your comments, please, on maintenance costs, though I still prefer the Touareg. The maintenance costs on the Touareg... At 60,000 dirhams. ...will definitely be less than yeah. the Mercedes. And uh, that's not a comment other than just a fact. You know, that that's yeah. just the way it is. Um, now... I think I remember this. I think this was. I think this might have been our show. Ago, yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks, a couple ago. weeks ago. And that's. A, I think it was quite a new one, wasn't it? It was like 2014 or something. I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of car for that like, price. You, you. It was. I mean, this, this is the old, the the constant challenge, right? You've got perceptions, and I don't know what the father's perception is, but you know, the Mercedes is. Well, it's Mercedes. There's nothing wrong with the Mercedes. The two that you mentioned there, the ML350 I, I, and I the S. I worry about the repair cost costs on those those but years. The question being on maintenance cost. Will be the cheaper, yeah. And I'm just thinking tires on the ML350. I mean, they're, they're nice, yeah. Uh, but on both of those things, if you're going to put decent tires on them, it's going to cost you a lot more than the Touareg. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's quite right. And yeah. if components start to go, uh, ML350, mm, there have been some things that they've known to go wrong yeah. on those. If components start to go, you, you're you're going to drop quite a few durhams yeah, i mean i can give you a list on you give me a car and i'll give you a list of parts that can and tend to go wrong on them but for me pure maintenance cost tuareg would be 
the better option in term if you're trying to save money. If you yeah. if you want to feed the economy and yeah. put some money back yeah. in, then go for hey, one which of the is others. fine because yeah. you know, it's an older car. They're going to no come problem. to someone exactly. like yourself. Yeah, so. bring me the 2009 S Class. I mean, look, it's an S Class, a fantastic yeah. car. It was when it came out, and yeah. it's still a it's still streets ahead. Some of the new cars that come out, some of the brands nowadays, yeah. but it's 10 years old and it's 10 years in this climate yeah. and if the maintenance has been maybe avoided especially over the last few years as it's been yeah. considered as an older car that could be quite expensive yeah. to get around I, I drive 10 year old vehicles and there's just 10 years of wear and tear mm. and some things yeah, just you've looked after them as well <laughs> yeah to be fair yeah, some things is just always wear, on yeah. point some so. things just wear out yeah and, and but you know so I I in this case I, it would almost be if you were if you were saying James what do I do Veneers going James what do I do it's like you know what you go with your dad and you go down to your your mechanic who you trust sit down buy them a coffee and say okay look we're looking at these vehicles what do you think it's going to cost yep. us what are we looking at without them actually seeing the vehicles yeah. Uh, just to get a sense of what you're looking at so that you can go into any of these purchases eyes wide open because the last thing you want to do is have your your you know your S class and be driving it for 6 months and then realize you're going to have to dump a whole bunch of money yeah, into it that exactly. that's that's going to take away the smile exactly exactly right there we go uh, Glenn Power joining us by the way if you're wondering what you're listening to it is the car clinic Gibran's come back and said uh, thank you that was uh, very helpful so that was the the metallic filter yeah. question yeah there we go uh, this is an interesting one. This has got to be pulling our leg. Uh, <laughs> any tips on upgrading interior lighting in my Yaris? Yeah, yeah. First, before tips, the question is why. Well, obviously we can't get wait for an answer to answer this one. But yeah, you can upgrade it. But just you know, just be careful. Would you upgrade it too. I mean, I guess it's just that strobe. little strobe. Maybe just a little brighter light. I don't know. You know strobe and a disco ball and yeah. I. I, I well, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting the uh, the starlights put into my vehicle. Yeah, that'd be cool. In the, the roof the rolls, yeah. If you're getting, uh, if you're getting, hey, the, oh, if the you're getting the, the Panamera, the, the, you can get this done. Kumar, there you go. You could you could yeah. turn it into a Rolls. Yeah. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah and there's, so. that'll be a black roof lining in the Panamera as well. It looks perfect. Sir, could, yeah. could you upgrade the lighting in a Yaris? Well, you could right. do. It depends <laughs> what you want to do by upgrade. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be pulling our leg. <laughs> really, it's got to be. <laughs> Another one that's come through. Been told I need to have my suspension replaced. What are all the parts in the suspension? Is it not? Ch- and uh, it is not cheap. Is the, I guess they've been told they have to have the suspension replaced, and it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. What are the parts? <laughs> so, so this this just makes me go. I want to scream because yeah. I'm thinking. Hold on, your service manager just told you we got to replace the suspension, but. There are a lot of parts to the yeah. suspension. No, Haven't they walked you through them? That's the worst. I mean, suspension, where do you end? That, that's pretty much <laughs> anything that yeah. the car sits on is classed as suspension. So, so we're talking shocks. Yeah, everything there. I mean, the fact that it's expensive without knowing the car, it, it could just be down to the fact that it's an expensive car. Who knows? Um, but it, it could be that it, it maybe you have a hydraulic or pneumatic self-leveling suspension those components typically are quite you know expensive yeah then you have to think about whether whether it's a situation where you have suspension bushes that have failed but they don't come separately and you have to buy the arm and the arms are aluminium and they're very expensive that way 
so it's hard to know they've they've really let you down in giving you that kind of description the first thing you need to do is just say look guys can you sit down and talk me through this and and if you if you maybe had to ask this question on a previous repair it might be a time to think about finding somewhere else yeah even if it's just to the case uh, sorry for the sake of getting a second opinion most places won't charge you for a second opinion and um see what they come up with and and if they sit you down and talk you through it then make you understand or at least allow you to to get a better understanding of what what needs to be done and why then i, I would say go with them because it comes back to the trust again yeah that's it if you yeah. if you can't trust you walk away but who says to somebody you need your suspension <laughs> that, i don't know that's an interesting one like, like that it, it just what, sounds, what are you supposed to say okay yeah and then you change everything yeah, and it's like two hundred thousand later yeah so uh, no, they've let you down there, and you really need to to go back to them. It's, it's pretty generic. Second opinion, I think. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Yeah, very generic. Just saying your suspension. So, yeah. yeah, easily. That's 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 an issue. Yeah. Glenn, we've run out the clock on the show once again. Been a busy uh, one. It is. We'll we'll do it all again next week, same place, same time. If you want to get questions to us during the week, Nightline at Dubai One O Three Eight Dot A E. Missed anything in the program? Missed anything? Here at the station, as far as podcasts go, or any of the programming, much of it is repodcast and, and put into condensed formats and bite-sized bits. Dubai1038.com, and then click on the podcast page, or go to each of the shows and click on the podcast, and you can do that with us as well. So uh, anything you've missed, give it a re-listen. We love to hear from you, by the way. Uh, so so do uh, drop us a line, though. Glenn will be back next week. If you want to get a chat with him in during the week, you can also go find him. He loves coffee over at GT Auto Center. Tea. Iced oh, tea. Yeah, that's right. You don't like coffee. Sorry. <laughs> you got a, you got a decent coffee machine there. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah the tea's not great in it, though. <laughs> iced so tea. He likes iced tea. Like iced tea. So there you go. <laughs> GT Auto Center. Easy to find. It's over uh, just over behind the garden center. So... Uh, yeah, easy in, easy out. And we'll, as I said, we do this every week. It's called the Car Clinic, and we'll do it again next week, same place, same time. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you.